We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, what is up? What is up, people? Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, Zan. Hello, hello, Jakey boy. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, for anyone wondering, uh, this Esports Rewind Podcast, we break down esports gaming news, but also, ding, 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 episode number 30. Whoa. I can't believe we survived three decades of podcasts together. What a beautiful together. number. Yeah, you know, right, it's, a, right. it's a nice, even number. Uh, you know, yeah. I think we're feeling pretty strong. I was actually trying to break down the facts in my head really quickly. I wish I had a stats page for all of you guys who do watch, but viewers wise you know across 30 episodes and like you know 30-ish highlights as well we've been viewed over a hundred thousand times together Zan so oh, it's wild to think about like that I was just thinking oh yeah the views have been going up yeah it's great yeah we're <laughs> yeah, doing we're doing just thousand. fine you know mm-hmm. weekly by the way esports rewind breaking down the latest and craziest stuff every single week same day same time anything to say to the people before we get this rolling you know what as always hey if you like the podcast enjoy listening to what's going on in the world of esports hey maybe throw us a like Dr- drop a comment let us know what you think you know we always appreciate and it does help quite a bit. It certainly does. And uh, with that being said, thank you all for watching episode 30. Now let's uh, let's get her underway. All right, so Zan, I was thinking about you last night, and I mean that in the best way possible. There's really only oh, good right, ways to right. take that, if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, I, I can think of a few bad ones. <laughs> I was but thinking about continue. you in a good continue. way last okay, night. Okay. <laughs> I thought about I'm my listening, first... <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm digesting. Anyway, for all you audio <laughs> listeners out there, uh, you know, when my first subject came around, I always had to think about something that I find to be probably my biggest story of the day. That's going to be someone who's also a big personality in the scene, Nade Shot, mm. and his content team, The Mobs. Uh, uh, I know why you're thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a pre-recorded podcast, so yeah. about a week ago, uh, when you guys are watching this, Nade Shot and his 
content team, I thought did something that was incredibly important and incredibly huge and something I have not seen another esports organizational owner be able to pull off. That being a worldwide trend for an esports org content team all came together within 30 minutes. Uh, for all of you guys who don't know the backstory, the mob is kind of like Team Summertime, the Mob Hunter Thieves, Team Summertime NRG. They're content teams, right? Like the FaZe Clan have all of their creators. They just don't have a name for their creators. Um, I would say oh, that- it's like FaZe and their girlfriends. It's, it, I mean, like, if you want to go down that yeah. path, but obviously uh, when it comes to content, we've talked about it time to time. I think we see more of these competitive esports organizations like Hunter Thieves and more so like NRG trying to sign these content teams. The mob is Hunter Thieves. And there was a challenge out there insinuated by uh, Nade Shot, who has supposedly countless connections. This guy is like the 10 cent of esports org owners uh, okay. at this point in time. Ties okay. to Twitter, ties to Red Bull. It just, he has been around for a good minute. I, this, so. You see where the sentiment of Zan is going? I'm trying to hype this up and we'll, we'll get to his side. Pretty much it's a challenge where these guys, <laughs> these four characters, had to stay off. The four members of the mob had to stay off Twitter for 24 hours to get verified. By the end of it, it was one member, that being Avalanche, who failed to do so. And the next day, he was still unverified. Nadeshot issues another challenge to his stream and says, if we can get verify Avalanche trending on Twitter in the U.S., and then it's, it's eventually it was like in, worldwide, we're gonna, we're, I'll get him verified on, on Twitter. Eventually, within 30 minutes... This one-term Verify Avalanche, which, by the way, is for a content team in esports, was trending worldwide with mm. tens of thousands of tweets. I told Zan about this, and he was like, kind of expected. Like, it's, it's kind of easy. Like, No, yeah, because it is. What do you mean, dude? <laughs> it's cake. Okay, in their position, it would be it, – it, if they couldn't do this, I would feel like that would be insulting almost. Because, okay, so do you know, how, what do you know about the Twitter verification process? I know very little. I, to me, it's freaking hard. I haven't, well, have I you, are you Twitter verified? No, because there's no reason for me to be. Oh, but if it, if there was, you would get verified. Uh, for it me, would be pretty easy, yeah. It ain't no Twitch partnership program. I know that. It's hard, it's hard to get verified on Twitter. It is and it isn't. It's like, I'd, I'd say it's a little bit easier than the Twitch partnership program. That's because of certain ways in which they've refined it over the last few years. Unless last something. Time. Last time I checked esports talk on Twitter, we ain't verified. If you got yeah, some I secret power, you let me know. No, it's not secret power. It's just like, yeah, at that at at this point, I don't know that I can make the argument to the Twitter team that we should be verified per se. But we're really close to being there. We can go into that later. But anyway, yeah. like it's right now, it's if unless something has drastically changed since like, you know, in the last six to eight months or so, it's just like a form, right? You fill out the form and you say, hey guys, you know, uh, I'm Avalanche from 100 Thieves, and this is why I want to be verified, or whatever, right? Okay, I'm not saying the verification process was insane. No. I'm saying the fact they got 20,000 tweets within, like, an hour was pretty insane for a gaming community. I would say that a, makes a lot of sense, too. Name Easy. another esports org that's doing this right oh, now. Oh, I can't. I absolutely can't, but that doesn't defeat the fact that it's all, like, from a marketing perspective, like, it's brilliant. Don't let... Don't like, you know, misconstrue what I'm saying. I, is a genius move. Whoever came up with this marketing ploy deserves like all the, like five raises or something. But at the same time, it's so transparent. And this is the same thing. Like if, if, you, if you abide by tr Twitter trends in general, right? They started by making an event. They're going to say, okay, for 24 hours, nobody from the mob tweets, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly how it started. Right, right. And then Avalanche uh, put out like a scheduled tweet that he theoretically forgot to delete, right? Which, hey, don't know if I believe that, but <laughs> no, that's neither here nor, nor there, right? And, um, you know, because, and because of that, you know, he didn't get verified, quote unquote, right? And <laughs> Nade Shot said that the challenge was mostly just it was a joke and that everybody was supposed to get verified at the same time, right? Now, if that's what was supposed to happen, I cannot think of one reason why it would not. 
Oh. And he's like, he's saying, he, I exhausted all my connections. Now I get you. I get you. I did. If, if they already, Twitter already gave the green light. Like, hey, you do this, yeah. we'll we'll verify your boys. No yeah. matter really what happens, they may they may they may have not even said, hey, do this for us. They might he he might have just been like, hey, yeah, you know, we are we're a content creation organization on your platform. Obviously, all these people have tons of followers, so you know it just makes sense to verify them because they have very let's be real, they have very generic names. His name is Avalanche. That's super generic. Yeah, I saw a lot of confusion between him and, and the Colorado the, Avalanche. Yeah, yeah, and the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche, right? So there's tons of reason that Avalanche should be verified. So Twitter has no reason to say no, aside from the marketing thing. Yeah, because otherwise, I, I agree. It's definitely stunted, right? We, yeah, yeah. I think. I, I just hate some I, people know that. Yeah, I just hate that it's so like transparent and that they're all acting like it isn't. Like I get it, y'all, good on you. Genius. Calm down though. Yeah, <laughs> calm I'm, down. Yeah, uh, you know I think we can definitely agree on both points. It's mm. incredible how how it was done, but also in the same fact, you know, uh, is it, uh, is it really that impressive? I don't know. Rick, now you just <laughs> shot me down like per usual. You guys can <laughs> leave a comment down below no, what yeah. you think. I, I do I do agree. It's great. Either way, difference of opinions, no, that's usually no. how we go here. Yeah, Nate Shot's still doing incredible things when it comes to content oh, and impressions. He is, or I oh no, I don't know how much it is Nade Shot or his team, but regardless, 100 Thieves is the smartest org in the game right now. Yep. Next up, someone else try and do it. That way we can keep on talking about it. Okay, hey, hey, Jake, I have a topic I think we can kind of agree on. Ooh, it's just like, now hey, this cool. will be something. Cool, cool, yeah. A rarity, one might <laughs> say. <laughs> anyway, so League of Legends has announced that they are releasing ranked merch. So if you hit a certain rank in competitive... Oh, then, I did see this. Yeah, yep. then, yeah, you can get, like, a T-shirt or a jacket with your rank, like, the uh, icon associated and oh, your player name on it. And I'm so happy to see this. This is such God, a God, what are you... <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Keep going. So okay. I always interrupt no, you. No, you're fine. I'm curious. Okay, because that's that's the crux of the story. That's that is the meat of the story. All if right, you, if all you play a league, then hey, you can get a really cool jacket that that says, "Hey, I did a thing this season," it, which is an accomplishment. Yeah. To walk around with a jacket that says "Platinum." So, give me your general consensus. You think it's a very cool? Aspect. I think this is. I think this is a great move. I love to see companies finding ways to to reward player success God. in ways that aren't scummy. You, know? you see, you guys can leave your thoughts on this because I think other games maybe have done, at least other games have merch, right? I, when it comes to mm -hmm. breaking down of individual ranks, I don't know. I have a couple thoughts. Our Shoot. team leader here, Maj, what we call him, he has a smite jacket. I've never once seen him in that smite jacket and gave him a compliment. And, uh -huh. I, and I mean that in the nicest way. I don't think anyone has. He, he himself makes fun of himself when he wears that thing to try, to and, be to fair, try and be warm. It's a smite jacket. Okay. League of Legends is a bit more world-renowned. Let's be honest. it's bright purple. We have 8 million concurrent players versus yeah. 6,000. It's obviously a big difference. But, you know, my okay, past that, my second thought is, you know, it's still a bit nerdy along those – it's still mm. a video game, right? Third thought goes right to the fact who out there is going to be wearing around a bronze or an iron jacket or – Long no. to think, you know what? This is a good call. I today. didn't say the designs were good. <laughs> the design, the concept, the concept is good. The designs are trash. Ah. The designs, like if you look at what Destiny Two did, right? For um, every, if you finish the a raid in Destiny Two within the first two weeks, you can you can grab a jacket, right? Yeah. And they're, they're dope jackets. They're just flat out. They're clean jackets. You know that wouldn't. They don't <laughs> loudly say, "Hey guys, I played Destiny." You know, if you, if you walk by. Uh, someone's mom on the street. They're not gonna be like, "Oh, that's a video game." But I think these yeah, league, yeah. I think but part these, of the, these league ones are you know. definitely that. They are definitely that. They have like a gamer tag. We already just saw like, like Bronze Faker yeah, and Rick Fox. I think they just, were trying to rep that stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, though, Rick Fox is borderline. Mm -hmm. He's not really. I think he's Iron now, but and Faker's certainly not Bronze. Mm -hmm. I instantly think back to like CS:GO. If I had ever, 
if I ever went outside wearing a, a DMG or whatever rank, you know, mm. that's pretty high. I get boosted, by the way. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 well, do, do you remember when they still used to do? I don't know if they still do uh, when they did Challenger jackets for League. I don't think like I remember that. No. Yeah, no, yeah. If you made it to Challenger, uh, they would just send people jackets or backpacks, and that was dope. That used to be a. I'm not even a League person. But this is something you buy into. Like you no, yeah, but it's cheap though. It's like only like forty bucks or something. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I'm all for it. I think it's nerdy. It's cool, right? Because uh, obviously, if every game does it, that's just more exposure, and, and right, you know, right. obviously, that helps us out. I I think in general, I like the concept. I I, I like your opinion. If we can, mm. I like the concept. If we can make it look clean and not too like, yo, that's it. CSGO, that's a League of Legends. No, yeah, it definitely looks like a, more of a generic. It piece. should not be loudly screaming to the world, "Hey guys, I'm League of Legends three. nerd over here!" Uh, like, yeah, but you know, I think there's, I think there's a happy medium we can get to. Yeah, I, I I'm agree. Just happy to see more of this. I agree. I think there's definitely a road we can go down for improvement. It's now begun. We'll see how it improves. <laughs> All right, Zan, what's a podcast without talking about the good old Phase Clan? Might as well not be a podcast yeah. at that point, to be honest. <laughs> You know, we talk about them a lot, good and bad. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I think it's a fair assessment. You know, you I, know what? real quick before you launch into it, sorry to interrupt. No worries. Let's make our state stance clear because I've seen confusion here or there. We like Phase. Yeah. Yeah, we like Phase quite a bit. We we really enjoy talking about them. All, mm -hmm. all of us talking about like their drama and not whatnot. That's not 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 us hating on Phase. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I think people no. get that confused because typically if you cover a drama mm. story around an org, they typically think that oh, you're trying to expose them. Yeah. It's already out there. Other people yeah. are going to cover it. We're going to mm. try and cover it as fairly as possible. Absolutely. And they've done so many debatable things even as a hardcore fan you have to admit the organization has done some iffy things oh, absolutely. and that does not mean i don't like i they are great for the scene let's uh, be honest about that but this is actually speaking about a topic that people might hate me for um that's going to be a question overall mm. to you zan is do you think there is some sort of mismanagement or oversight on phases part when it comes to who they choose to hire or the problems they have had and I'm only going to allude to the fact of problems inside Fortnite alone. I'll read off a list for you off the best I can on the top of my head. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think it's mismanagement, oversight that's just on their part, or who's if, if there's any fault out there? And again, these are circumstances that could be avoided, and obviously some of them are less serious than others. I had a video recently, about two weeks ago now, we talked about this, where FaZe and Fortnite alone have had so many player issues I just think there's some sort of systemic issue going on there. Uh, we look at the Tifu case, right? Obviously very debatable. Right. And I'll nail these off as fast as possible. Uh, obviously, around the same contract issue, we had a guy like Cloaksy. They both want to leave. We have no idea if they'll be able to anytime soon. We move on to a guy like High Sky, signed underage. A guy like Faze Sway, who cheated in a cash cup. We move on to Jarvis, a lifetime Fortnite ban. Alongside that, we have the most recent one, that being Mongrel, who also has teaming or stream sniping or cheating allegations against him. We look towards Nate Hill, Funk Bomb. That's eight figures in this past year alone that have had some sort of issue. And again, some serious, some not so serious. Right. We, it, there's no other organization that comes anywhere close to those kind of numbers. You're not so wrong. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but do you think there's some sort of issue or just just bad luck with Fortnite players in general, a lot of them being super young? I think it's a mixed bag. And to spin off of what you just said uh, in, in relation to a lot of these players being super young, right? Um, what I found is, because I make a lot of thumbnails for the website, um, a lot of these players, the Fortnite scene is so new that it's hard to know from a management perspective. I can understand how a hiring person, how are you supposed to know if this, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 year old over What's here. What's he gonna do? Yeah. He could be a firecracker. Yeah, I, I can't even find pictures for half these people. <laughs> Let alone find out, are they gonna drop a hard R? Or are you stream? gonna be problematic? That's a very good yeah, point to make. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> and I think uh, aside from that, there's also the question of the culture around YouTube content creation as well as phase in general. It's all about like pushing the limits. It's all about being extreme 
like you know doing like screaming a lot and doing something wild to draw views and i 100 percent i don't think jarvis m meant anything meant to do any harm with his with the video that got him banned mm -hmm. where he was uh i think he was what cheating in fortnite yeah yeah, yeah third party service yeah yeah i don't think he meant any harm by that i think he was just thinking like from a perspective of oh this will bring me views and really quickly i don't yeah. want to interrupt no, your rant because you're doing a, like a great point that i wanted to touch on uh just to that i saw so many comments out there because phase jarvis i believe is 17 going on 18. right People just love to think that they would not do that when they were his age. Mm. People his age do that all the time. There's so much oversight, things you do not think through, even though people think, oh, he's almost an adult. Sorry, but a lot of people have done way, way stupider things, more stupid things as, as that age. So I really, I, oh, I, I felt for him in that moment. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to get hate for that because even when I am on the side of FaZe, there's the FaZe haters. So it's, it's mm -hmm. really hard to ride that line. But like you said, oh, I love the point you're making where they're always pushing those limits. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to know where to stop at that point because it, it's, imagine how much money he made off of that video. How is somebody Ooh. telling you that, hey, maybe don't do that. It's bad. How do you, how do you say, well, is it really bad? I just made 50 grand. I mean, I don't, want, I don't know yeah. what you're saying. And you know, FaZe, their whole image is doing that. So as a young kid, the way I like to think of it is, imagine your worst day, the most like problematic you were as a 15 year old. And then everybody, instead of being like, hey, Jake, maybe don't do that. They were like, yeah, Jake, let's go. Do yeah, more, more, do more. Yeah. yeah, and like being around that like 24 seven, like that, that would really, I can see how that would mess a person up. Yeah, and I think that maybe that might be a future topic for us in this podcast mm -hmm. um, as uh, two points. Like a guy like High, a kid like High Sky growing right. up around that, the clout and the fame and the money and all that, who knows how he's going to turn out? I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but that would right. change anybody drastically. Mm -hmm. You are so young, you're around all these prominent figures who just go to the wall at all times. Who knows how that story is going to finish out? But one point, I think you made some great points as well. You can really, you can really defer a lot of the cases I said, probably right in half. You have Jarvis, Sway, and uh, Mongrel alongside High Sky, all within 13 to 18 years old, mm -hmm. and they're cheating or doing things that just aren't legal in a sense. They're breaking rules. Right. Then you split the other half um, with the older guys, and those were kind of like you know a little, a little bit. Obviously, Tifu and Cloaksy, Funk Bomb and Nate Hill. Those are kind of more so mishaps. Um, that you don't really, it, obviously the contract issues is a whole nother issue, but there's a fine line between the kids in FaZe Clan and obviously being a part of Fortnite and the things they have done wrong, which involves more so cheating for cash. Yeah, and that's an excellent point. Like a lot of money in front of them. Mm -hmm. Who knows if we were 13 to 18 years old and you know you had the opportunity to not be caught in a game cheating and you can make a couple thousand bucks. I, I don't want to be the one to say it, but that's that's got to be a temptation as well. Oh, so, absolutely. I don't think we're, there's any, there's, I think, like you said, it's a mixed bag. Um, it's, it's weird, though, that the entire mixed bag falls under one roof. Yeah, that part might just be bad luck, to be honest. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've hired so many people. What other org has, like, so many Fortnite So many creators, yeah. At, like, such a young age. That's too. another fair point to yeah, make. Yeah. Um, either way, I always love going back and forth with you on mm -hmm. the phase topic. What do you guys think about this? I'm not saying there. I'm not saying any organization out there is perfect, but it's always cool to analyze these internal issue, issues and situations inside these organizations. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. 
all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. So Jake, interestingly, interestingly enough, spinning off kind of a little bit the topic you were just talking about, <laughs> what would you do if, say, you had hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, and you know you were looking to spend a little bit illegally, like you know they, this money was oh, boy. this money was meant for a specific purpose, and oh, you're like, man. you know what, I'd like to put a little to the side, you know, spend something, treat treat yourself, you know. I know where you're going with this yeah. one, but well, I'll answer the question nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> You're saying I got a, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, mm. and I can spend some of that, and hopefully no one knows where I'm spending it at? Right, yeah. You know, a guy like me looks towards the future. I go pretty basic. I'll go stock market. I'll go, I invest that-ish. Boring. No? <laughs> stock market. Now, uh, what else would responsible some... Responsible to choices. <laughs> nah. Uh. It's all about the future, man. But, but some other people don't exactly think about that. Some people kind of disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, well, anyway, there was a congressman uh, who was recently charged with illegally spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of campaign funds, right, just in general. Just put it from, uh, pardon me, for those of you who may not be familiar with campaign funds, because I, I realize that might not be the same in other countries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a U.S. politician, they get a certain amount of money, usually through donations or, like, et cetera, like, stuff like that, that's supposed to be entirely dedicated to their political campaign. Right. This is to avoid stuff like money laundering and, you know, just mm -hmm. general seediness with money. Right. And this uh, the money is locked down. You only are supposed to use it on your campaign. However, this dude was like, hey, you know what? I my rabbits could you really use some airplane tickets? I just I could my wife could you really use a spa day or ah, I could really use thirteen thousand dollars with the video games on Steam. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Frick, I didn't even know the figure. $13,000? Oh, sorry. $1,300, my bad. $1,300. Yeah. Still. When, when, when you're working with like this, this guy's spending up, like, upwards of like $250,000 from the campaign But fund, still, that's a lot of stuff. money to spend on video games. Yeah, right? Does it I detail was, exactly what he spent it on? No, we don't know which games. I was so curious. Uh, I, was like, for, I was like, what are Congress people playing besides League of Legends? Because like, we talked know. about what's her name last <laughs> week. So Imagine if this was all V-Bucks. Oh my <laughs> God! You know the stories that would break. Oh, absolutely. We don't have much of a, too much of a Fortnite audience, but still, mm. what a killer story! Mm. Congressman about to go to jail for spending money on V Bucks. God, it just sounds like a Kotaku article in the in yeah, the running right? right now. Yeah, absolutely. It just it, it baffles me that, that the things that people think they can get away with, but it's also pretty crazy to think about the mm. things that they have gotten away with. Oh, for sure. And this is the story. Uh, it, this seems suspicious. This is the story we catch right now. Uh -huh. Esports and gaming on the rise, and all of a sudden a congressperson's being called out for it. Yeah, very, very quietly, too. They snuck it in there. Just like, oh, well, you know, it's $250,000 and $13,000. Oh, Steam. Know, yeah, you know, a little bit on the Steam game store. Are there, <laughs> are there any punishments for a guy who does that kind of thing? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's very possible he'll face jail time, huge fines. <laughs> does he get does he get to like keep that. the games? Because uh, Steam does not have a very friendly refund. Interestingly policy. enough, so once once this was, once he got caught doing this, he promised he would return the money by paying like from his personal funds. 
And, you know, people are like, oh, well, all right, sure, okay, fine, whatever. You're fixing the problem, right? And then instead, his wife calls the bank. is like, these are fraudulent charges. We don't know what the steam thing is. Uh, <laughs> and charged back, like, all, like, $1,300. Uh, so who are, so yeah. is there any way we know where it's going to go from now? We just got to wait this one out? Not quite yet. I mean, we just, we just found out that. He he just got indicted. Man, Congress yeah. people back to back weeks. Yeah. What Ale- Alexandria? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Cortez. She's yeah. playing League of Legends. This um, dude. This dude's probably playing everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's not about that free to play life, my guy. I'm playing whatever I <laughs> He's want. He's trying to invest. <laughs> All right, Zan. We talked about Phase earlier and the haters that come with Phase. On, I, I'm, I would say both sides, right? We got Phase haters, but also Phase supporters who kind of hate the people that. Am I making sense here anymore? I mean, I was kind of following you for a couple <laughs> seconds, and all of a sudden you were just circling. Well, it's just like, I've, just like, <laughs> like if I support FaZe, I get uh, hated. If okay. I hate FaZe, I get hated, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, fair. That's fair. And along those lines, we're, we're bringing new audiences around here, especially when it comes to streaming platforms. That's going to be Twitch versus Mixer versus yeah. YouTube versus Facebook, blah, blah. We've had a few videos out there about Mixer, and now we have... The Mixer hater group, which, by the way, if I support Mixer, I get hated. If I go against Mixer, I get hated as well. Oh, absolutely. And especially with my most recent video, again, last week, was all about Ninja and Shroud. Their moves just not working out. And you might have a different opinion on this one. So, therefore, we can hopefully apply or appeal to the haters of both sides out there. So, I had this video. I pretty much just showed the numbers, right? Mm. Uh, there's so many videos out there just kind of give rants and uh, kind of just say why they think it's not going to work out or will work out. And I will say this, when I show numbers, Mixer Rank, it's not been around for a long time, right? It's a long-term play. But when I think to myself that, I think the main point of my video was I just showed the numbers of Shroud and Ninja, the amount, the sheer amount of viewership they have lost and the platform viewership for overall Mixer, how it's not grown and people just want to hate on me uh, for just random reasons. And I realized me saying this is probably not going to help my case. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious what you think about this as well. In terms of this long-term Mixer battle, are we going to see more Mixer fans or more Mixer haters? The points I did make were pretty clear. The fact that Shroud and Ninja have now both lost around 80% or more of their overall viewership. And the overall viewership on the platform, it's still not necessarily growing, right? People call it a long-term battle, but the battle's got to start sometime soon, right? 44,000 concurrent viewers on average across the entire platform. Doc pulls that alone. XQC pulls that alone. Ninja and Shroud back on Twitch could pull that in a single stream as well. Where do you see this going? Because we talked a lot about what these platforms can do, but is the yeah? What's your opinion? So do you think how long term does this have to be for people to understand whether or not it's going to work out or not? I'll try to address both sides to infuriate as few people as possible. Think theoretically, anyway. But I think when whenever you're saying the move isn't working out, you're not so much saying the move isn't working out for Shroud or Ninja as individuals. Like as individuals, they're probably super happy with the move. Yeah. Because right? they got paid, they had to do way less work. They can just chill. I'm sure the chats are less toxic because it's less people. You know, easier to manage overall. Right. And I've stressed that. Yeah. People just don't seem to see that point. Mm-hmm. I think they 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 think I'm targeting the streamer. Yeah, they made this. They probably made the smart move. Let's get that right. Right. Yeah. But at, at some point but or another, for the platform itself, I think the question, I I wonder if people really remember all of the alternative platforms to YouTube and Twitter and such, right? And people are saying, oh, give it time. People will eventually go to Mixer. That's kind of we kind of have seen no evidence of that. There mm-hmm. is, has been no group really going like, oh well, you know. Shroud's over there. Uh, let me let me trickle in and see what's up. There has been no exodus from Twitch to Mixer, not even like a small one. Uh-uh. 
So, and I think without seeing any of that, without seeing like, sure, the numbers might get like a little better, but is it good enough to actually maintain the enormous cost? I'm sure Microsoft is paying to like both hire all these exclusive people, maintain the servers, pay all the other people, like get all these brand deals and stuff. Like at some point, I mean, even if this is, is like a three to five year play for Microsoft, at some point they've got to call it. And at what point do those contracts go up? Were mm. they two year? Were they three year? Were they the rumored? I guess people are saying rumor, but there's still mm. no sources. Were they five year contracts? And, you know, it, this is a big choice, right? Again, got to right. stress, these streamers probably made smart moves for themselves, for their financial futures. But at what point do you alienate your audience where all of a sudden, let's say a year from now, the numbers are still only going down? Mm. At what point do people turn and say, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's not working out? Like, is it going to take six yeah, months know. from now for me to make a video? And people are like, okay, maybe you're right. Will it take a year from now? Will it take two? At what point are we finally going to see? Because right now, it seems to be a pretty steady plateau of no real growth. And the actual streamers that have moved there have only seen declines. And so all evidence, yeah. again, we haven't seen this before, right? Mm -hmm. We have not been on the ground floor of a new streaming platform. It's always been Twitch. So every prediction that I make, that you guys make, it really has no real solid backing it's just opinions at this point in time so at what point in time in the future can i say something and people are like maybe you're right honestly i don't know that you're ever going to hit that point until literally the moment when ninja makes a tweet and goes mixer is dead guys no! i swear that's that's the that's the second that's what's gonna take huh? maybe because honestly i think you could we could probably see failing numbers for the next year and people would say oh no but it's fine it's a long play guys and i think i i kind of think that's what we're gonna see with the call of duty league I don't think it's going to do oh, great God, out, don't out the get me gate, started. but people are going to be like, oh, no, no worries, guys. We're <laughs> in it for the long haul. We expected viewership to plummet this we year. We expected to lose millions of dollars. It's fine. Which, I mean, I guess <laughs> yeah, well, I that's a different topic for a yeah. different day, but that's uh, the same notion, right? Heavy yeah. investment. You don't mm -hmm. expect it right away. I'll see you guys a year from now. I'm going to keep on talking about it. I'm going to keep on doubling down. We'll see if this platform known as Mixer can actually start growing. All right, Jake. So we're going to talk about what used to be a really great story that's turned really, really sour, unfortunately. This could be a lot of things. Yeah, it could. Yeah. Off the top of the dome, this could be a lot of things. Uh -huh. So, but we're going to talk about Rocket League, which I don't think it's been a minute since we oh, have. Oh no, like, it's all. been. Uh, yeah, I don't. Have we talked about Rocket League? Oh, like, it's ever? been a long time. Yeah. For all the OG viewers, uh, you know, when we first tried to, not to interrupt the story again, no, but no, you know, good. when we first started getting kind of going on this channel, uh, before like before five to 10K subs, like a lot of the stuff was Rocket League. We were trying to do results. I, mm. I love Rocket League. I used to, you know, when I had more time to watch competitive play, Rocket League was the go-to. Not enough drama. There's, no, just, there's no, not I enough hate. No one, no one hates each other too People much. People just play the game. They literally just play Rocket League. The pros in there, they play. And like, they're just happy. And they don't talk trash. <laughs> I, I think it's great competition, but we just couldn't keep up with it. But um, I think I know where you're going with this one. Rocket League has not been in the best of news yeah. ever since Epic Games acquired them. So what right. else has happened? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Blueprints update for those of you who may be familiar. It started out really strong. Epic Games announced they were removing loot boxes from Rocket League. And everybody yeah. was like, great. Good to see. Love to see it. Yeah, right? some people... Uh, Keep well, in mind well, that the, the every, traders, yeah, sorry for the yeah, traders, that well, sucks. The tra well, yeah, well, this this is definitely super bad for the traders, but I think they're all, uh, there are alternatives to maintain an active economy without loot boxes. It's mm -hmm. possible. Um, but anyway, so they switched out the old crate system, where it was essentially you, get a, you play a match, you get a crate, 
and you can gra you grab a key to open that crate, if I understand correctly, right? And each key was worth like you know like a little bit more than a dollar, like just like just I believe that was a standard metric. For, forgive yeah. us, guys. Forgive yeah, us. Yeah. We're not it's Rocket like, League traders. Yeah, it's like a dollar and some amount of cents or whatever. But that's right? how it goes for a lot of games. You yeah. can earn the cases, but you got to buy the keys. It's yeah. pretty typical. Yeah, yeah. And then you know people realizing, oh, maybe maybe let's just not do that, right? So <laughs> Rocket League said that hey, we're gonna have these things called schematics. So you can get specifically the item you want. You know, you can work towards like, hey, I want this specific specific set of wheels instead of gambling, right? Which is, it sounds good on its face, but unfortunately, it's wound up kind of ruining the economy overall because what an, an item that might have previously been only worth like one key or less than a key even, or actually, I got an item right here. These are uh, the Zomba wheels. Those are worth less than a key. And now, in the new system, they are worth the equivalent of 14 keys. And so people are now like, well... It's just like, how does it get to that point? You know, it's yeah. really tough if you're not inside the Rocket League trading scene to understand mm, the progression right. of that. And only a few select channels out there do it. Mm. I, I always quickly try and go to, like, CSGO to try and understand how that's possible. But it's mm. really hard to... Mm. And I, that's... I, I'm not trying to defend Epic Games slash Psionics here. Um, but it's so hard to know what the market's going to do. Like... To you make fair. one change, CSGO has seen just fluctuations. I've lost mm -hmm. so much money on my inventory as mm -hmm. of late. So it's hard to know that this was going to happen. But that kind of change, it's so it's, drastic. It's so drastic, though. Like, less than one key to, like, or less than a dollar to be essentially being worth, like, almost 20. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's insane. I think I think if anything else, they should have been. It's not like it's not like the traders are op operating on the dark net or something. And psionics can't just be like, oh, what's that worth? You know, they can, it probably would not be too hard for them to figure out a general range for a lot of this stuff. I mean, yeah, there were general price ranges for a lot mm -hmm. of items, but then you think that you obviously give blueprints to the entire player base of possibilities of blueprints mm -hmm. they can get and then work towards. You never, I don't know. That's a that's so complicated to think off of the top of the head, at least in this discussion. Well, obviously, yeah. So yeah. many things can happen and so mm -hmm. many curveballs can be thrown out there. And obviously this was a giant one. I just think all of this happening around the time that Epic Games has obviously taken them over, item shop, rehauled all of this entire system to avoid all of this controversy. Obviously, it, to me, I shouldn't say obviously, to me it seems like Epic Games had a very clear goal in mind. They saw Rocket League, they saw the economy, they saw a player base who loves items just mm -hmm. as much and loyal, loyally as Fortnite's audience, and they thought, hmm, we can buy Psionics and we can really cash out here. Yeah. That's just... Again, I haven't looked into it, but that's just how it feels to yeah, me. That's definitely how it comes across. Like sure. they're milking. They'll get their money back for sure. Uh -huh. But will they? how much will they ruin the economy of the game right. before they do it? Yeah, I wish I wish people would have applied that same long-term logic that they applied to the Call of Duty League to stuff like this. Where it's just like I was just reading an article the other day that was about how we're starting to see changes where the more important metric is not becoming engagement, but how people actually feel about your service. And if like... Which obviously much harder to measure. Yeah. But if you if you burn your entire trading economy, who's gonna want to come back and spend that fourteen keys? Even you know why would they just not go to like whatever clones of games pop up all the time? And I wish we had more examples. Yeah. Is this the only item it happened for, or were there? Oh no, it's like everything. I mean, like every everything is like kind of like. Trash. I don't want to get called out for yeah. if it wasn't as big yeah. as no, you know, it had I've, to be. I, I looked into it a good bit. I'm not a Rocket League person. So Zombas, I just picked out one name because it seemed to be like really popular in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems to be a widespread issue. The entire community is kind of like a kind of very unhappy. Which I mean, hey, I don't blame blame them. 
I'm, Epic Games is a billion-dollar company, right? Yeah, I'm very curious. We'll probably come back, maybe mm. not this year, but next, and see. Because I know for sure throughout 2018, 2019, we look mm. at Rocket League viewership. It was an emerging eSport. Viewership right. was, I think, tending to go upwards. And so I'm very curious how ever since the acquisition uh, by Epic Games of Psionics, how the player base will be. Because when you hurt an economy, you really mm. hurt a game. I know you've always been a proponent of not wanting cases and loot boxes and such. But when it comes to having an in-game economy and trading system, that does bring a huge player base with it. And like you said, if you're going to frick that up, players will quit. They'll leave. They'll stop watching along with it. And mm. so we'll see if this move does hurt Rocket League as a game. Epic Games, they might be getting their money's worth. Mm. But we'll see long term how this does affect it. And I think it certainly will have one. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty they walk this back within the next two weeks and i i think a lot Prices, of people from yeah. what we heard i, I yeah. hope so too yeah all right episode 30 now wrapped and done zan as per typical closing podcast statements for you yeah as always if you're watching the video podcast on youtube.com you know at esports talk we if you want to listen to us on the go you can also check us out via the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. On your favorite, you know, podcast app of choice, iTunes, Spotify, we're all over the place, you know? Yeah, we are. Just hit us up on the Esports Rewind. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, thank you. We appreciate you. You know, as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Check out the website. Ring check the out the YouTube channel. We got yeah. big things hopefully coming for end of 2019, oh, 2020. Huge, huge, huge. Watch out for the Esports Rewind. Better than the YouTube Rewind. Yes. For sure. Okay. Yeah. For anyone still watching, we got uh, we just got big things coming, guys. Yeah. Just big news. Stick mm. with us. Mm. All right? Stick with us. Anything yeah. else, Dan? Uh, you know, Twitter. Always. As always, we love getting your DMs. Like, believe if you could see like our queue, it is like we get a bunch and we love getting them. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. If you want to say like, give, leave a comment, as always, send us a story. Please do. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Y'all yeah. always send support and stories mm. through Twitter DMs. We do appreciate that. But... Very well, real quick, very interesting Man, stuff. You got some I'm closing sorry. words. We had like a we had like a we had like an hour and a half long meeting about plans oh, like yeah, the other day. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, stay tuned. But anyway, also Instagram, keep an eye out. We're doing we're gonna be doing big things over there. We're trying our best. Yeah, yeah. We we are stretching ourselves thin, but we're making it work. Uh, yeah. So that's it for me. Until next time, guys. We hope you all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast, episode number thirty. Here's to thirty more. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye bye. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.